Welcome to the Rise Method podcast, where we make fitness information available to everyone. I'm Steve. Let's jump in. Hey, folks, just quickly, we've started making these shorter podcast episodes that you can listen to them while you're on a break from work, maybe going for a short walk or doing some meal prep. Enjoy. Hey, folks, today let's talk about cardiovascular training, often referred to as cardio. Let's talk about why we might choose to do cardio, if we even need to do cardio, and if you'd like to do cardio, what type of cardio should we do? Now, when we're referring to cardio, we're referring to cardiovascular training, where we're training our cardiovascular system, our heart, our lungs to pump blood around the body and primarily to pump oxygen around the body. And as we improve our fitness level, improve our cardiovascular levels, we improve the ability for oxygen to get transported around the body. Now, oxygen is really important for all of our tissues to survive, especially things like our muscles to contract and move. It's very, very hungry for oxygen. So we need that oxygen to move and to survive. Now, there's a few different types of cardio. Most of us understand things like steady state cardio, right? Where I'm maybe going for a walk at a, at a consistent steady pace, or maybe I'm on a treadmill or a bike or an elliptical or a stairmaster or a cross trainer or a rower, you know, those types of machines. And you might do a steady state cardio session for anywhere between 10, 20, 30, 40 minutes, or even up to an hour, depending how long you can commit to some steady state cardio. Steady state cardio is often of like maybe a low to medium intensity. So if we're looking at RPE levels, maybe like a five out of 10 of perceived effort. And when we do things like a a torque test in the fitness space, that could be like you're able to maintain a conversation with somebody. That would be kind of what we'd refer to as steady state cardio. So it's not like a really high effort because we can't sustain that for a long period of time. Kind of like a low to medium effort where, you know, if you and I were going for a walk, we're able to maintain that conversation without being too much out of breath where we can't maintain that conversation. So it's at a moderate intensity level. Um, If you are wearing like a heart rate device, uh, you know, that could be anywhere between like 60-70% of your max heart rate if you, depending on how accurate that is. But, you know, it's probably not a good idea to be measuring your heart rate. Probably just a general idea of like, okay, can I control my breath while I'm doing this activity? So that would be like a steady state cardio. Then on the other side, we've got maybe like sprints um, or maybe better way to describe it as intervals. And those intervals can be like short to intervals, um, kind of where I mentioned like sprint work, where you might be having an all out 10 out of 10 effort for let's say 10 seconds or so. And then you might rest for like a minute or two and then you go again. Um, And that in athletic world trains things like the um, anaerobic system um, or more specifically like the ATP system, like short bursts of activity. And we technically do that when we're strength training, right? That's kind of like the energy system that's used there um, or doing like, you know, 100 meter sprints. So often that's not a, a zone that most of us will be training when we think about cardio training, even though that's technically still cardiovascular training. What the other side of the debate is kind of in the middle where we look at other interval style training, more like hit cardio, high intensity interval training. And that is usually around this like 30 seconds to a minute of work. And then we have like a rest period of again, like 30 seconds to a minute. And then we go again. So it's like higher intensity interval work. So that allows us to go into that seven, eight, nine, ten 10 out of 10 effort for a, a short burst of time, allow our body to recover just so we can kind of catch our breath. And then we go back into it. So for this discussion, we could talk about those two extremes, either like steady state cardio and then like hit cardio. Um, and then there's like further along the um, spectrum into kind of this ATP 
uh, short burst cycles. So the conversation mainly around steady state cardio versus hit cardio, both of which would train the cardiovascular system. We want to train the cardiovascular system, of course, to maintain our heart health. So we need some element of cardio training. We can't just completely abstain from cardio training. Um, and we might touch on at the very end that we all kind of do cardio training because we all need to move around in life. But I digress. We'll get to that in a moment. Now, for some of us, we may not have specific cardio goals. We don't want to run a marathon. We don't want to uh, get better at a sport like we're playing footy or hockey or swimming or something like that. Most of us just want to have cardiovascular fitness for life. And so that cardiovascular fitness isn't the limiting factor in our strength training. <clears throat> so for example, a classic one is like squats. If you've got a set of 10 reps on a squat, some of us are so unfit that you know we get out of breath after rep five or six or seven of a squat, and that is the limiting factor in our squat progression because we're just so out of breath. So maybe by improving your cardiovascular fitness, that could improve your squat performance and your gains. And also the healthier and the fitter we are, the better our recoverability element is as well. So if you're finding that you're just recovering really poorly, it takes like, you know, two, three, four, five, six days to recover after a leg session, an upper body session, just a training session, you might find that by improving your overall cardiovascular system, you get better oxygen supply around the body so that you can recover a little bit better. So when we're talking about using cardio to improve our health, there are other benefits around cardio. When we are dieting, we can use cardio as a way to increase our energy expenditure. So it's a tool to increase the energy expenditure. And when we look at weight loss, the weight loss equation, weight loss occurs when we are either when, when we are either reducing our energy intake versus our energy expenditure or choosing to increase our energy expenditure versus our energy intake, ultimately creating an energy deficit. So the two sides of the equation is that you can either choose to reduce the total amount of food that you consume, so we're reducing our energy intake, or we're looking at ways to increase our energy expenditure. So you might choose to do cardio to increase your energy expenditure. However, it gets tricky because by doing formal cardio, you know, going for a half an hour walk or sitting on the bike for, for an hour or doing you know, a 10 minute HIIT workout, you might expend anywhere between like 100, 200 calories worth of energy. And that could uh, be the same as having you know, a protein bar, which might be 100, 200 calories there, or an extra serving at dinner time, 100, 200 calories there. Yeah. So it, sometimes it's easier just to reduce our food intake than to commit to uh, another workout. And sometimes competing, committing to another workout adds elements of fatigue that we need to recover from. So for me, if I went and did like a long hike, you know, an hour long hike, and then you said, all right, Steve, let's go train. I might be like, man, I'm, I'm gassed. Like I, I'm not going to be able to train that well. Um, so there are some limitations to utilizing lots of cardio. So when it comes to choosing which one's which, there is a debate about the, the benefits of you know, steady state versus HIIT types of cardio. And l- let's talk about the potential pros and cons. Starting with steady state, you do need to commit a long time to it. You know, 20 minutes, half an hour, an hour to steady state cardio. Man, I don't have time for that. You might not have time for that unless you're listening to this <laughs> while you are doing some steady state cardio. So for some of us, we are quite time restricted and committing that time to go and you know sit on a bike for an hour or a treadmill for for half an hour going for a walk an hour a day or something might be difficult to attain so that's the first limitation there the next of course is that 
um, depending on when you do your cardio, it could interfere with uh, your training sessions. So if you choose to do a half an hour walk before you lift weights, uh, it's gonna directly interfere. And then if you choose to do a half an hour walk after you lift weights, that may interfere with the recoverability of lifting weights because we need some inflammation from strength training to stimulate muscle growth. And if you do cardio straight after, it could blunt some of that um, inflammation, muscle building idea. And then also it just delays the time it takes you to get food. So if you finish your session at you know, 1 p.m. and then you do cardio until 1.30, and then you might go um, you know, drive home or have a shower or whatever you choose to do, you might not be eating for a few hours after your training session. So it just delays the intake of more nutrients to stimulate the recovery process. So you may need to find extra time to do those cardio sessions away from your strength training session. So again, just adding more to um, you know, logistics, which isn't, which isn't fun. Finally, uh, we do adapt to what we do the most. So if you do lots of lots of steady state cardio, you know, uh, the equivalent of, uh, 15, 20,000 steps worth of walking, uh, your body gets really good at that. And one, one way that you don't get good at doing cardio is if you are heavy with lots of muscle. So let's say myself, um, carrying a little bit of muscle mass in my body. So if I'm doing lots of cardio, the first thing my body goes is, well, Steve, let's ditch this muscle so we get more efficient at doing cardio. So there's less of you to carry around. So for some of us who have muscle building goals, that might have a negative effect if we're doing lots of uh, steady state, low intensity, um, low resistance type activities. Now, on the flip side, hit cardio can have some benefits where we do grow some muscle because you know shorter bursts, higher intensity, higher stimulus on our body, we can see some potential for muscle growth um, and even improvements in other factors like bone mineral density and things. So there's a win there for hit cardio. It's usually shorter, maybe 10 minutes in time. So you know we could do a little hit workout. That could be a great way to expend some energy. Uh, but there's a higher impact cost to that because you are you know, potentially jumping or doing higher intensity activities that could directly impact with your training bouts. Now, there are some folks that would say, oh, well, Steve, the HIIT training uh, elicits the EPOC effect, which is the excess post-exercise oxygen consumption, fancy word, EPOC. And what that is, is after I do uh, like a, a HIIT session, in the 24 hours after that, that session, we in some studies, see an increase in the amount of oxygen that we consume um, as a recovery element, and that leads to an increase in the metabolism and the energy expenditure. Uh, however, you know that was about, gosh, like over a decade ago, we started to predict those things. And as we got better at doing science, we started to see, oh, that might've been overestimated slightly. So any benefit that really was happening with HIT was overestimated and we get you know, very similar outcomes when we just do some steady state cardio. So you get to decide. Now, if you are short in time and you want to do a workout, yeah, HIIT, hit programs are great. You know, we've got HIIT programs on our app. They're about you know, anywhere between 10 to 20 minutes in length. So if you are um, short in time, get a hit, hit session in, or you are on the road, limited equipment, get a hit session in, or you just want a little bit extra, get a hit session in, great, you feel the burn, get sweaty, all the good stuff, release the endorphins, we feel great after we exercise, nothing wrong with doing that. However, there are some limitations. Now, if we were to think logistically and realistically about what to do about cardio, the easiest way to approach it is to simply think about our step count. Because that counts for our steady state cardio, right? If we're just thinking about our steps, okay, how many steps did I do today? 
And the more steps we do, the better it is for our heart health. We're doing this kind of low, medium, intense activity when we're walking around. We get some energy expenditure and it's really quantifiable. You know, the number of steps you do is a direct number you can measure and you can improve over time. So the target we're kind of aiming for is about 10,000 steps. This is a really nice round number, five digits, 10,000 steps. Every 1,000 steps we do above 3,000 steps is gives us an extra little boost in our overall health outcomes. So all-cause mortality goes down as we see more steps, up to about 10,000 steps. Anything more than 10,000 steps, uh, you know, you don't need to do any more if you don't want to. But if you're doing fewer than 10,000 steps, you should make an effort to try to get more steps up to aim for around that 10,000 steps. Now, if you live a very sedentary lifestyle, you maybe you work from home, um, really struggle to get your steps in, great, okay, we get a starting point. You know, you might be getting 3,000 steps a day. Okay, next week, can we get 4,000 steps? Or maybe we set a weekly target where we get, you know, 30,000 steps in a week. Can you beat that? So maybe on the weekend, you go for a slightly longer walks um, than on the weekdays where you're working. So by increasing our step count, we can measure that number and increase that over time. It's a really great way because we don't need to commit you know, half an hour to go walking on a treadmill or on a bike or a cross train or something. We'll just think about our steps. And most of us do that just through life. You know, I get up, I've got to go and do my chores around the house. I've got to vacuum. I've got to do the dishes. I've got to fold the laundry. And then I've got to go to the shops. And I've got to uh, walk around the shopping center. And then I've got to come home and tie the house, chase after my kids. So before I know it, I've got, you know, six, seven, eight thousand, nine thousand steps a day. Great. I don't even need to do any formal extra cardio just because I'm, you know, active. And you may take some steps in your lifestyle to think, okay, how could I just be more active throughout the day? All right, maybe I am going to go and walk the dog today because I kept putting it off this entire week. Or maybe I am going to go and uh, tidy up around the garden because I've been putting that off for the past months. (laughs) Uh, So you think about ways that you can just increase your step count by just doing more physical activity. So the conversation around cardio, what should you do, uh, definitely has its pros and cons. Ultimately, it comes down to personal preference. What are you going to do? Uh, you know, mainly around time, enjoyment, uh, then overall goal, maybe. Um, you shouldn't feel pressured to do one or the other. Like you shouldn't listen to your favorite influencer that says, ah, you shouldn't do steady state cardio. It's bad for you for some reason. Or you should only do hit because it's good for you for some reason. It has its pros and cons. Do something you enjoy. Do something that you can actually fit in. And I would say the easiest way is to not overcomplicate it. Just focus on your step counts and spend lots more mental energy getting into the gym and lifting something heavy. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Catch you in the next one. Hey folks, just quickly before you leave, we have our brand new challenge starting just in a couple of days on the 4th of September. So don't miss out. Head on over to risemethod.com.au slash join and come join us on our brand new app. I'll see you there.